Hello everyone, Justin Johns here, President and CEO at East Central Energy, and welcome to another episode of Power Talks Podcast. We like to talk a little bit about our industry and uh, your cooperative, and so sometimes our podcasts are about summaries of board reports, and sometimes they are about specific topics. And today, I am fortunate to have Carrie Erickson with me. Carrie is an HR generalist here at East Central Energy. She works in our HR department, and she deals with a lot of people in a lot of different careers. And that's what we are here to talk about today. How are you doing today, Carrie? I'm doing really good. And I'm pretty excited to talk about some careers in energy. Wonderful. Well, I think, you know, when, when we think about our industry, Carrie, uh, and we think about the jobs that are in our industry, what do most of the kids at school or the people that we talk about, like, what's the first job they think of? Well, of course, everyone's driving down the roads and you see like, you know, powers out or you see the line crews putting in a fuse, putting up some line. And that's going to be the first thing that people think of. Powers out, linemen are out. That's right. it. Yep. It's linemen are kind of the face of our organization and, and a lot of times the face of our industry. But the reality is there's a lot of jobs. There's a lot of different careers in our industry. So let's talk a little bit about what it what those jobs are and maybe like what it takes to get into those positions. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So there's really three ways to kind of get into energy. So we've got our uh, engineer and technical operations. We've got more of the uh, office support. And then we've got, of course, a skilled trade. If you're looking at uh, the engineer and technical, that's going to be like our line workers. That's going to be the uh, technical thinkers. They're going to be going to get maybe a certificate program, uh, complete it in nine months to two years sure. uh, and kind of get just started working. A lot of that uh, knowledge is going to be developed over time on the job. Then you've got the skilled trade. So, you know, we've got the line workers, but on the inside, we also have uh, electrical, um, we call them here, energy services, electricians. Yep. Um, so you've got the electricians and our IT and cyber uh, security professionals. Yep. So they're going and maybe doing uh, more formal training. So it might be longer education, two to four years. There's going to maybe be some apprenticeship opportunities available as well um, to kind of build up that knowledge and that skill base. And then you've got the office support staff, the business people. So you've got the accountants, the HR professionals, the mm. people that are uh, in our contact centers and helping uh, members either by answering the phones or supporting everyone else in the organization through various ways. And that could be high school diploma all the way up to four plus years of education. And, and again, you know, people don't see all of that and that's kind of by design, right? They, they that office staff, that support staff, they're, they're doing their jobs every day and they're, they're working hard, but, but they're not always visible to the members. And, um, it's interesting because, you know, those, some of those careers can transition right into the cooperative pretty easily. So if you're a finance person, let's say you have a CPA, you, you, you could work in a lot of industries, but ours is pretty specific. And so there's a lot to learn. And, and we're going to kind of talk about the value of that as we go along here. One thing that's certain about our industry is uncertainty and change, right? There's a lot going on. I mean, we're seeing things like renewable energy. Um, you know, there's a lot of people putting solar on their homes and and the industry is moving towards a more carbon-free footprint. And that comes with its own set of challenges from a kind of an engineering perspective. Um, so there's a lot of new jobs coming related to that. And then, of course, technology is always evolving and there's new uh, aspects of that in our industry. And then a little bit on kind of data. You got any thoughts on data at all, Carrie? <laughs> I don't know what to do with data, right? No one right. needs data, exactly. right? Exactly. 
Um, I know a lot of careers that are in energy, you know, some that we've listed, but a lot of the ones that will be crucial for tomorrow haven't even been developed or discovered. And I think as we start diving into the technology pieces and specifically data, I think that's where we're going to kind of find more uh, career opportunities for a skill set that we didn't even know that we needed five years ago. People listening might wonder, well, what data does an electric cooperative have? And the reality is we have a lot, right? So our meters... Our electric meters are sending back data all the time. Um, now, we don't have like visibility into the devices people are using, right. but we certainly can see their usage patterns and how that all works up. And so as we think about how to design rates, we think about how to design our system, we're using that data to make decisions as time goes on. And that's stuff that we didn't have access to just a few years ago. And so it's quickly evolving. When someone gets a job at an electric cooperative, um, it's, it is kind of a niche industry. Let's talk a little bit about kind of what that means for someone who gets a job at an electric cooperative. Do you want to talk a little bit about kind of that, um, progression or, or what it means, uh, once you work at an electric cooperative? Yeah. So, um, me included when I came in, I was expecting, um, pretty much, you know, what you would get at any normal company, you know, you're, you're going to get there, you've got a place to sit, you've got job duties to do. And you know, that's kind of where you sit. Sure. Um, what you realize really quickly when you come into a cooperative organization is that it is unlike what you've experienced before. It still has like those similar basic things that you always have to do, but the sense of community, whether that's internal or us taking care of our members, is yep. it's high, it's huge. Um, and you just kind of get that sense of you've got that purpose. You're like kind of driven by something a little more than just I need to be here to fill this seat and do, you know, this interview for the next like five hours. Right, right. Yeah. And I think, you know, the one thing that we do enjoy as an electric utility is is a lot of stability, right? And mm. so people who work here, we don't have a lot of turnover, a lot of layoffs, things like that. So there's a lot of stability. The other thing is uh, once you learn this industry, there's really an ability if you wanted to, you know, if you move to California or move to North Dakota or move to North Carolina, there's there's a lot of similarities uh, in this industry uh, across the nation, right? And so people do have the ability to market themselves um, and and really give themselves a, a market advantage if they want to move to another cooperative and find a new job. Isn't that correct? Absolutely. So you can, I don't want to say bolster, but you can improve your resume and give you kind of an advantage to the other candidates that may be playing for the same position. You have uh, a unique skill set that you learn as part of a cooperative, whether that's uh, more internal trainings, you've got the knowledge of the systems and processes that we put into place. So you kind of get a leg up on the rest of the competition when you actually are part of an electric cooperative. And then of course, there's advancement opportunities. I mean, we love to grow our own talent in, in electric cooperatives. And a lot of times electric cooperatives are in rural areas. And so the the labor market that they have access to is sometimes considerably smaller than what you might find in a metro area. And so when we bring in people and we determine that they're good people, uh, we really like to invest in their uh, knowledge and abilities. And that then leads to uh, opportunities for advancement. Yeah, absolutely. So um, a lot of the times I get asked from like my family, like you get all these development opportunities, but you know, what does it really mean? But mm. it's not just 
professional growth. It's also personal growth. And that's something that I take into the community and I get to use those skills that I learn, whether that's using it for volunteering opportunities or just bettering my family and where I'm at in my life. So it's it's really unique. So speaking of your life, Carrie, um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit at the end here about our own personal career journeys. Um, give the list, listeners a little clue into what it's been like for you uh, to get to the point where you are now as an HR generalist. Sure. I started many years ago in the hospitality world. So mm. um, many people are familiar with like the restaurant world and stuff like that. I started with hotel management. Came to a crossroad in my life and decided that, you know, I needed to see what else was out there. I actually had the fun opportunity of my grandma working here uh, back in the 80s. And so I remember vividly drawing on some paper that said um, East Central Electric Association at the time. And so I was like actively looking, uh, saw that they were hiring for an employee services specialist, which really is fancy terms for helping do meal setups, uh, doing the mail running, doing a lot of the really important behind the scenes activities. Sure. Um, and was like, you know what? I'm, I'm looking and open for something new. I'm going to kind of put my foot in there. And from saying yes to that one opportunity, it has developed um, into kind of where I'm at now. So I've been involved in some of the safety and wellness aspects here. And of course, uh, interviewing a lot of our employees that we have and uh, meeting a lot of cool people along the way. And it really is a career, right? It's not oh. just a job. It's an opportunity to to grow and advance and, and learn. And, and there's just a ton of opportunities and yeah, uh, for me, it was, it's been a kind of a colorful uh, path to get to where I am. I, I'm an electrician by trade. Um, I got hired at the cooperative as an energy services specialist. I was a, a journeyman electrician at the time. But prior to that, I went to the University of Minnesota Duluth uh, for three years and ended up dropping out. And when I was 21 years old, I was hanging sheetrock and with a bunch of college debt. Um, and there's nothing wrong with hanging sheetrock. I ended up uh, going back to school, became an electrician and worked down in the metro for a better part of a decade uh, as a service electrician. And then when I came to East Central Energy, I um, came in uh, as a non-supervisory kind of frontline employee and uh, through a series of retirements and opportunities, um, became a supervisor and then a manager. Uh, And then in 2020, um, was fortunate enough uh, to become the CEO. And uh, that is um, not the path everyone's going to have, but I think it speaks very much to the cooperative business model and the opportunities that are there for people who are looking to grow and advance in their career. And so um, we've both had a pretty, pretty exciting career so far and, uh, and some good years to come. So with that, we're going to wrap things up. And I want to thank you, Carrie, for joining me today and sharing some of the uh, knowledge you have around careers in our industry. We want to thank the members for uh, listening today and also want to thank you for the opportunity to serve you. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.